0: This episode of Earl Gray is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com/trekfm and also by Enterprise in Space, an international program of the nonprofit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org.
1: Hi, this is Robert O'Reilly. My name is Gowron. Honor to you and your house. You're listening to Trek FM. The O Gray-Hop.
0: Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Earl Gray Trek FM's dedicated podcast to the next generation. I'm your host, Amy Nelson, and joined with me today are, as usual, Justin Ozer and Richard Marquez. Justin, how are you doing? We had a Thanksgiving weekend.
2: I'm doing great. You know, spent some time with with family, had a good meal, had some nice days off of work, so it was it was great. How about you, Amy?
0: Uh, very very good I uh, actually went away I had the whole week off so it was very productive and enjoyable relaxing I could go on and on it was great I'm very thankful now Richard how are you doing today
3: good good um
0: <laughs> how was your Thanksgiving
3: it, it, it was half chaotic and not <laughs> but oh what it must is, have been what what with family yeah yeah no kidding right <laughs> as always. <laughs>
0: Well, we are doing finishing our second part today of actors who got their first start. Again, we just wanted to thank Standard Orbit for this fabulous idea. Ken Tripp, don't be sending any lawyers to us. Um, but we're going to be looking at actors from seasons five through seven and then also uh, in the movies. Um, but before we get going, um, Justin, you have an email, some uh, feedback that you want to read?
2: I do. So we received an email from Alexander Bohm, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, from Germany. And I love that we have listeners from all over the world. Um, And he had listened to our recent uh, episode number 203 where uh, Richard and Patrick Devlin and I did a commentary on the episode The Quality of Life. And (gasps) someone listened? (laughs) (laughs) Some people did actually listen, and this email is proof. No, I'm sure a lot of people did. (laughs) Uh, So he said, Greetings. I just had the pleasure of listening to Earl Grey episode 203, in which, among other things, the definition of life was being discussed. That caught my attention, especially because I just recently finished writing a seminar paper on that exact topic for university. Right now, many papers are published on the topic of process philosophy regarding biology and, for instance, the question if viruses are alive. At its very core, this theory states that alive is not an intrinsic attribute that can be assigned to any one thing, but instead life is a complex interaction between processes and something can be called alive for as long as it is participating in such interactions. What's interesting about that theory is that there are no hard lines. You cannot define a set of rules that something has to adhere to to be called alive. Basically we recognize that the the term alive is just a human concept to roughly describe certain states, but has no real, hard, set natural basis to it. I think it is very, very cool that Star Trek sort of foreshadowed this concept by blurring the line with Data's example of fire in the discussed episode. He is basically already proposing that instead of searching for a clear definition in nature, which doesn't exist, we need to make up our own minds about it and tread every instance of life on individual terms. But to answer the question whether or not a virus is alive, the currently published a philosopher Dupre has argued that a virus can be called alive, for example, when it is part of the human microbiome and actively contributes to the human life cycle. That happens, for example, when a virus attacks not human cells, but invading bacteria, thereby becoming an indirect part of the immune system and fulfilling a similar role to white blood cells. Well, thank you, Alexander, for that uh, email. I I love that our listeners have these specialties, uh, in this case biology, that they're looking at things through a lens of, and, and Richard, when, when you and I and Patrick were doing that commentary, I thought we were just having a lot of fun, but we did talk about the definition of life a little bit, and that spurred this email from from Alexander. So what do you think about uh, what he wrote to us? Well, I'm uh, I, I, it just brought me back
3: to high school because I remember discussing that in high school or honors biology is what I took and um yeah it just <laughs> brought back a lot of memories about uh about all that but uh yeah definitely um very intriguing stuff uh, I, I really do enjoy that
0: <laughs> well I feel smarter just listening to that so thank you I love that our listeners yeah have these special interests and and share with us what they know so thank you so much for the email Well, we also got some feedback on our last uh, Earl Grey 204, the first part of Actors Who Got Their Starts. And um, Richard, do you want to read what Greg had to share with us?
3: Sure, I can do that. Uh, Greg said uh, Michelle Forbes was also in a series you did not mention, but I absolutely loved Orphan Black. She was also, or she was only in a few episodes in season two as Marianne Bowles. And it was a bummer that she was never brought back. She could have been a nice reoccurring character.
0: Yeah, I unfortunately do not watch Orphan Black, but I've heard some really good things, mostly from Greg, that he really enjoys the show.
3: Right. It, it looks intriguing because I we, we just were reading about that on uh, Wikipedia, and it sound, the description of the show sounds really interesting. So I might have to take in, uh, take a look at that.
0: Yeah, I will too. Matthew Bell wrote, an interesting look at more obscure actors in the series and it reminded me that I need to get around to watching 24. Yes, that is a great show. As for Troy's promotion exam, there is a brief exchange between herself and Riker in the episode just after she blows up the Enterprise. Thank you for mentioning that. That's Which lists- language. I know. Man, there was some other comments that Troy knows how to blow up ships. Well, ha, ha, ha. So he continues, says uh, that she lists some of the other parts of the bridge officer's test, the diplomatic law, first contact procedures, bridge operations apparently she passed all of those easily of course because she's smart it's just the engineering qualification in hologram form which she can't beat so yeah that does go to prove that it's not just one test but there are multiple tests which we sort of figured to become an officer
1: Mm. yeah
0: yeah
3: but yes watch 24 (laughs) yes (laughs)
0: So listeners, I just wanted to remind you, please um, go ahead and leave us a iTunes review and star rating. We have an amazing uh, giveaway if you do that, and it goes through December 31st. So you've still got another month and a couple weeks, so about six weeks, uh, where you can uh, leave us a written review and your name will be entered into a drawing. And that is the amazing Uh, Juan Ortiz TNG 30th anniversary and it's his artwork that covers every episode of the next generation and it's beautiful well we've talked about it before I love it Justin and I have it and we want to share that with you the listeners so please go ahead and leave us a written review and a star rating really helps other listeners to find our show and to become more active well, as we look at the actors who got their start, one of the most popular and favorite characters who got their start on Next Generation is Ashley Judd, and we know Chris Jones is very excited. We finally get to talk about Ensign Robin Leffler. She was on season five, episode two and six, and that was uh, Darmok and The Game. So, um, so, that was in 1991. So, she was able to do quite a bit of other things. Oh, and we have Justin... to talk
2: about what she actually did on those episodes. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> well, Justin, tell us we about... we got to keep Chris listening here, you know? Oh, okay.
0: Well, Justin, tell us about Rob Robin Leffler.
2: Well, so, I mean, the first appearance she had was in Darmok, and she just has kind of a, a small role there. But then they brought her back in the game where she actually has... A sizable role, um, along with um, you know Leffler and Wesley Crusher, trying to figure out this mystery of why everybody is totally into this game and and kind of getting taken over. And I think she does a really great job of kind of balancing, um, you know, being a, a really good Starfleet officer with being kind of a personable and and, and friendly person. I mean, I think it was it was really great, and I'm kind of surprised they didn't bring her back for for more episodes. I, I liked her a lot in, in those episodes, especially the game.
3: Yeah, it's not like she it's not like she became like a huge stardom right after that because like what her next credits like in 1996 or something like that. Well, the so, next one that we
2: that we have there. Yeah, um, although she yeah she did some
0: a, other things in between, but yeah, the the next big one. Yeah, 1996, she played Carla Bergantz in A Time to Kill, which was awesome. Um, Libby in 1999 for Double Jeopardy. Did you guys see that movie? I love that movie. In fact, I own it. <laughs> it's so good.
2: Well, tell us um, about it.
0: Oh, shoot. Tell me more. Okay. Tell me more.
2: <laughs> I haven't seen it. Tell me more.
0: Well, it's uh, well Double Jeopardy. And she's like the main character. And she's... Committed murder, or so, okay, I can't tell you about
3: it. It's been too long. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you need to rewatch it.
0: Okay, but it's a murder thing, and then she's the gets away with murder, and then uh, because they drop the charges, and then they actually find out what, that um, she actually did it, but because she was already tried and found not guilty, then they couldn't charge her again.
2: Hmm. Is that, is that the premise, or you just give away the whole movie?
0: I just gave away the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> You asked.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's nineteen ninety nine, so it's been, you know, a couple years.
3: I don't but. know. Some people have never seen it. I mean, we might have younger listeners that might have never seen Double that's Jeopardy. That's true.
0: I mean, and you guys haven't seen it, so but I would highly recommend it. Okay. Um <laughs> In two thousand she played Lexi Coop where the heart is. Did you guys see that one? I think that's a drama.
3: It sounds like a Hallmark uh movie.
0: Yeah, it it's does. one of those feel-good drama.
3: I bet movies. Jennifer will know that because she watches the Hallmark Channel during the during the winter season. So, yeah, she might know what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did see um, in two thousand two, "Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood," and it was so nice to see her. She did a great job in that, and she played uh, the younger Vivy because um, it's about older women. Anyways, so that was really nice. Um, she played in 2004, Jessica Shepard in Twisted. And that's another really good, like Who done It,, uh, you know, murder, crime movie. Did you guys okay. not see Twisted either?
2: Hey, I told no. you in the last episode, I probably haven't seen almost everything that we're going to cover, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Tell me about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Twisted is really good. It's another one of those. It's, you know, like the movie title says, it's you, you're thinking one thing and then at the end it's all mixed up. It's, that's a really good one. Is it like a Long Came a
3: Spider? That kind of suspense where it leads yeah. you to one direction and the reality is, is it's another person?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. a good one. Now, for those listeners who have kids, she was Lorraine Nelson in Dolphin Tell in 2011 and then also in 2014, Dolphin Tell 2. Did you see that, Richard, with your young daughter?
3: Uh, no, uh, but no, I don't think we have. Um, she's not really into um, animal movies, uh, okay. but like cartoon with animals, she definitely does. So.
0: Yeah, I heard good things about the movie. I just never saw it. Now, maybe this one you guys will have seen. I have not seen it. She played Margaret Asher in 2013, Olympus Had Fallen.
3: I remember Isn't, her in this movie, but I don't remember I don't remember what she did because I was focusing on all the gunfire.
1: <laughs> so
0: Yeah, this, this is a really shoot 'em good. up movie, right? Oh, yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a really good yeah. it's a really good movie if you want to watch. Some really hardcore action, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a big action. That's I remember saying. Mm, I think I can skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm sure listeners will remember her in 2014 Divergent, mm-hmm. and then 2015 Insurgent, and 2016 Allegiant, and she played the mother and uh, Natalie, and those she. Again, I just love seeing her. She's so, she just brings, especially in this movie, um, just the warmth, and she embodies that motherhood so well. I, I really liked her in those um, trilogy movies. Did you see those, Justin?
2: I did not. <laughs> <laughs> she almost spit her coffee out.
0: Wow!
3: What
2: do you mean? You wow. should
0: see those. Those are really good. See, well, I've only what, seen what.
2: what oh, okay. okay, what's the basic concept of the movies?
0: Uh, Richard.
3: I have, okay, so I've only seen Divergent and in, um, Insurgent, Allegiant. Um, where uh, Jennifer and I are protesting it for whatever reason, but I'm just supporting her. On All right, that. tell me about the first one. <laughs> but um, di- uh, I think. I've never read the books and it's been a very long time, but it's based off of uh, a book series. Um, and I can't, oh, is it, is it called divergence? Is that, is that what the book series
0: is called? I think so. Yeah.
3: I'm not an expert at it, but basically it's like the city is broken up into four different, like different groups of people, like classes, mostly like intellectuals, rich and poor and all that kind of stuff. And basically it's breaking the mold. That's basically what that movie is about. Or, uh, Series is about and the girl that's, um, the main character is called a Divergence. So in other words, she's you know she's like, like multiple, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: it's it's really good. It seemed it reminded me a lot of Hunger Games. It's that ish. Yeah.
3: I really like okay. Divergent. That was a really good <laughs> yeah. movie. I don't. I like I said. I've never seen Insurgent or Allegiant, and I actually want to when she lifts the ban. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Can, we'll talk to Jennifer wow, then. Wow, okay.
3: a fan, huh? <laughs> she, she, Never she's mind. Hardcore. <laughs> she's hardcore into those books, and she just doesn't think that they're, they represent the movie doesn't represent the movie well. Divergent wasn't was was a was a push on that one because she just wanted to see okay. it, but she didn't want to see the other. So I'm like, okay, mm. interesting.
0: Well, and most recently we have Ashley Judd. Uh, playing Beverly Page in a, a TV series, Twin Peaks. Have any of you seen that? I have not.
2: Not the, the newer one, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've been to the restaurant,
3: but not the, <laughs> not the scene in the movie, but no, I've never seen it either. Uh uh-uh.
0: Well, she definitely has had a very illustrious career, both in TV and in movies, and we're glad that she got her start. Here on the Next Generation.
2: Wait, I want to add something. Even though, again, yes. it's something I haven't seen. I was noticing on her list that she's actually been in this in this show, Berlin Station, that Mer- Michelle Forbes is also on currently. So,
0: yeah, there you, you go. go. To these next
2: Generation people together. Yeah. Yay!
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the next one. Again, super super famous. Justin, yes. you
2: want to talk about this one? Should I? Richard, do you want to talk about this? I <laughs> oh, do want to talk about, about this. One? Okay, <laughs>
0: I was yes, I was getting the Richard vibe.
3: <laughs> so uh, the next one is going to be—is it—is it—it's Famke, right? Fomke Jansen or Jensen?
0: Fomke.
3: Fomke. <laughs> so um, as we all know her in uh, TNG as Kamala on *The Perfect Mate* in 1992 season five episode 21
2: yeah yes we have indeed <laughs> talked about that one here we, we have we, we
0: will have. be uh listeners talking with a warp five with brandon and we sort of compared uh, the perfect mate with the
2: oh precious cargo
0: precious cargo thank you so that's going to be coming out next month, listeners, so you can hear us talk about that a little bit more in depth with Warp 5.
3: Okay, so the next one is Xenia Top" from GoldenEye. I love that movie.
2: I, I do too. This
0: is one that, that I own that myself. You
2: know what? That's, this is one I think I did see because I, I was a fan of the Bond movies in the 90s.
0: Oh, Pierce Brosnan Bond movies are my favorite.
3: <laughs> I don't care what anyone says, Goldeneye is Okay, I know I'm going to get catch flack for this, but Goldeneye is the best Bond movie. Period. <laughs> of all of them? Out of all of them, I love
2: Goldeneye. Sure you'll i you'll get some, some argument about that Oh
3: I'm sure I will <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I will We'll probably hear from Lee We'll probably hear from Matt <laughs> Yes and, But like yeah I absolutely love GoldenEye It's my favorite movie out of all of them And I'm seeing hmm. all of them And I still It doesn't matter GoldenEye is the best to me
0: Yeah And she does a great job in it Oh She's yeah Really good
2: It you know sucks I, how she died
0: <laughs> Yes
2: Spoilers. Yeah. Anyway.
0: <laughs> hey, we didn't
2: t- we didn't say how she died. Okay. <laughs> Just that she died. You know what? Like I I was a big fan of the Bond movies and like the I think I started seeing them in like the late 80s and then into the 90s and uh but I probably saw Goldeneye when it came out and not since. So I can't, I can't comment on your contention, Richard, but but uh <laughs> but I do remember liking the Pierce Brosnan ones and the Sean Connery ones a lot. So Yeah. I mean, if
3: they would if they could If they would have redone like some of the Sean Connery ones, if they could, that is, I mean, I think it would be a lot better nowadays versus, but obviously that's any movie back in the past. So, yeah. Anyway, so um, next one we have, is it Trillian? Trillian? Yeah. uh, Trillian St. James. And she was in Deep Rising, um, 1998. I never seen Deep Rising. Have you?
0: I have no. not either, but I, I've heard about it, so I know that it was, yeah, a good, a big movie. But I did not see it.
3: I think I've seen bits and pieces of it. That's about a shark, right? That shark, the the sharks are like getting super smart or something like that. I that think
0: could be. <laughs> <laughs>
2: have okay, to, to look it up. Rising makes it seem like something from the ocean, right? Yeah, um, Yeah. watch it not be anything like that.
1: <laughs> Wait, <laughs>
2: like, I, I, I have a, a description here, which so, it makes it sound really kind of interesting. A group of heavily armed hijackers board a luxury ocean liner in the South Pacific Ocean to loot it, only to do battle with a series of large-sized, tentacled, man-eating sea creatures who have taken over the ship first. <laughs>
0: there you
2: go. Okay, it has nothing to do with sharks. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: Tentacled Some creatures. sea
0: creatures. Yeah.
3: With laser beams on their head, <laughs> <laughs> possibly. Hmm, I'll probably have to look that up.
2: <laughs> anyway, that's the description on IMDb. So nice, hopefully nice. accurate. And we also have; she's also
3: known as Jean Grey, um, in X Men, X Men Two, the last, Stan- or in the last Stand, as well as Days of Future Past. If you guys are all X Men fan. Um, I loved her in the first one, but that's the only one I really like. (laughs) Um, I really didn't like the rest of them. So, but yeah. Have you guys seen the X-Men? Any of the X-Men movies?
0: Yes. And I own them all because I really enjoy X-Men. And she does such a fantastic job. Her look is so different than what I remember her from TNG. I mean, obviously she's a bit older, but she's so just she owns that character and what she does with it and the good and the bad and how she goes back and forth is just really really good so she does a great jean gray
2: it will not surprise you to learn i have not seen them you know (gasps) as as we describe these things it seems my cutoff is about 1997 (laughs) (laughs) with a couple exceptions But nothing
3: happened after that (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's, it's more that, like, when I was a kid, I would go out, and I would see, you know, all the movies that were coming out as they came out, and then I went to, to college in 97, and after that, I just kind of, I don't know, I lost track or I wasn't interested in some of the stuff that was coming out, and that goes for TV shows as well, for the most part, so. Hey, that's yeah. good. You were focusing on your uh, on your um, degree, so that's good. <laughs> It's really good.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't help us no, no. now, but it's good.
2: <laughs> oh. well, hey, hey, I saw Goldeneye, and there's at least one other thing on this list coming up I have seen, so <laughs> 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 I'm not going to say no to everything. Oh wow! Oh, anyway, well, that's good. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm glad you guys enjoyed her character in X Men.
3: I, I I like her and I like her in the original X Men. I mean, I know. You know, not to, I, 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 I'm a, I, I've been a victim of doing that, comparing the comic books with the movies. And I I know it's not all going to be the same and everything, but it's like, ugh, it sucks sometimes. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's just me. So, yeah. So the next one we have uh, for her as well is Lenore. And she was in Taken, Taken 2, and as well as Taken 3.
0: With so, Liam Neeson.
3: With Liam Neeson, right? They're good movies.
0: I saw Taken, which I really liked. And then Taken 2, I was like, okay, it's just the same thing. And then I didn't even see Taken 3 because I'm like, okay, it's the same premise. They like changed nothing. Just someone else was taken. And I'm like, okay, let's get a little more creative, please.
2: So the title is very descriptive. So somebody gets kidnapped? Yes. They got took. (laughs) and then does somebody else get kidnapped in the second one or is it the same person it's the daughter in the second one okay
0: no it's the daughter in the first and the wife in the second
3: oh that's right and the third one is is it him
0: I have no idea because I didn't even want to see it. That's
3: right. So they just keep kidnapping people for each movie. Yeah, to the same
0: family. And I'm like, really? Well, it makes sense.
3: Yeah. Once they made the second one, you obviously knew there was going to be another one. I mean, there's three of them in the family. (laughs) So.
0: Yeah, so listeners, I would recommend the first one, 2008, Taken. And then if you want to see the same thing again, just a different person being kidnapped, (laughs) then see Taken 2 and Taken 3.
3: If you want to see we, him get kidnapped.
0: <laughs> yeah, we might get some flack for that, but that's okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
0: All right. So that's Famke Jensen. So next, Justin.
2: Sure, I'll do the next one. Because it actually includes something I've seen. Besides, That's what TNG, I was so. thinking. <laughs> All right. The next one is Kirsten Dunst, who played Hedrill on Season 7, Episode 7, Dark Page. And as I mentioned, this is one that I uh, rewatched recently, Amy, because I hadn't seen it for a while. Um, yes, that's right. Yeah, and I said it, it's a really good episode. And in this um, episode, uh, Kirsten Dunst plays Hedril, who's one of the children of the telepathic race, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she does a really good job. I think at the time she was like 10 or 11 years old. But she's she's really good at, at this uh, this role in, in the episode. I, I think it's kind of a a, a difficult role to do in kind of this intense episode richard have you taken the opportunity to rewatch dark page lately
3: are we still doing taking jokes no kidding. oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i have not but i do remember seeing her face before in uh it, does she have like different kind of ears
2: yeah they're well yeah no it, it it's almost like it's it's weird because it almost looks like there's like brain matter on the outside of their heads Ooh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, got it. It looks like they have like some kind of handle or something like that, yeah. Well, not a handle. I mean, it, it kind is of it? looked... I mean, especially like in, in Kirsten Dunst's makeup, it looks like they just kind of glued some light-colored kind of... You know, they've got swirly things. I don't know. It, all I can say is it seems like there's brain matter. <laughs> just look up a picture. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, I'm going to do it right now. Because it looks... I mean, and, and like the adults, it doesn't look quite as like stuck on, but for hers, it looks a little bit stuck on. Uh it does look like it's stuck on. <laughs> like some. It does look like brain matter. <laughs> it Ew.
3: does.
0: Well, that aside, she did anyway, very well. She did a great she's job. She's a very young actress. Yeah, she's very I want that young. that dog
3: at the time. that's next to her. <laughs> oh no, no, that's yeah. No, never mind. Okay,
2: <laughs> sorry. Tangent. <laughs> so anyway. She, she was, I think she was great as, as Hedril in, in Dark Page, which was one of her first roles. Uh, and then she went on to play Mary Jane Watson in the Spider-Man films, which it will not surprise you. I, I think I have not seen. Have you guys?
0: <laughs> nope, I don't remember that.
3: I love her in, uh, in the Spider-Man movies. I really do. Yeah, I, 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen, seen the Ball, so I, lo- I love her in those movies.
2: And she's like, great. what kind of character does she play?
3: Well, Mary Jane is the love interest of Spider Man, okay. and basically,
0: oh yes, yeah. okay, okay,
3: yeah. So she's yeah, like I said, she's the she's the uh, love interest of Spider Man, and right. So this was yeah. some years later. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I just haven't seen those. Were there three movies she's in? Is that I right? think it's three. Uh, yeah, okay. It might be three. Yeah, I think so. I think they changed the Mary Jane
3: character. Uh, yeah, they did. They, uh, they changed the Mary Jane character for the next uh, actor. I can't remember his name. Um, but um, yeah, uh, I think she. I think she either it's either one or one or, or two or three. It's it's one of those two. So okay, yeah.
2: All right, excellent. Um, but then what we also have is she played uh, Claudia in 1994's interview with the Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles. Now, I don't think I've seen this. However. I did read the original interview with the vampire book in the '90s, and I really liked that a lot. Um, but did you guys see the, I guess the movie, adapt? Or is this this is a movie adaptation, right? Oh, you're talking about the, um, uh,
3: uh, Tom. The is it Tom Cruise that was on, in the interview of the vampire?
2: Oh, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I didn't see that
2: one no I've never seen it either and it's funny because it came out in 94 I think I'd read the book um right before that so I'm kind of surprised I didn't I don't think I saw it I think at the time I was like this is great to read about but this is going to freak me out on the screen (laughs) so I didn't see it but but anyway that that was another role (laughs) um and then after that she played Judy Shepard in 1995's Jumanji which I have seen (laughs)
0: yay (laughs)
2: <laughs> I like think I saw it shortly after it came out, and that's the one where like the it's with Robin Williams, and they're playing this game, and the game comes to life, right? So there are all these mm-hmm. animals that come out of the game and and stuff. It's I think it's a fun movie. So was she was she just one of the she must have been one of the kids in the family because this was just a couple of years after a TNG role, right? Right. She was definitely younger. Um, I would. I, uh, what the
3: she looked at what about? 12, so or 12 or 10 12 or 12? Ni- no, I mean like in 1993.
2: I mean, oh, in 93, I think she was like 10 or 11. Okay, so
3: yeah, she's, she's probably about 12 or 13, yeah, right around when she did Jumanji, because she was still fairly young. But she wasn't young to where she looked like she, in Dark Page. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you like the movie? I love the movie. The movie's <laughs> great. it's great fun. We can't wait until the new one comes out. <laughs> Is there a new one coming? Yeah, with the rock and... Um, uh, Oh, I can't remember the actors. <laughs> but
2: yeah, it looks fun. Looks fun. Oh nice. So, so with so with the rock who okay, not TNG, but he pretty much got his acting start on Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed he did. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> so so Amy, did you see Jumanji? I did. Yeah.
0: And I liked it. It was fun and scary all at the same time. It was weird.
2: Hmm. hmm. I could I guess I could see that. I thought of it more as fun, but
0: it was a little scary to me, not going to lie.
2: Those okay. monkeys. <laughs> I haven't seen it for a while, so I don't know. Maybe it was scarier than I remembered. <laughs> okay, so next up she played uh, Charlie Chiamingo on ER, the TV series. Am I pronouncing that right? I think so. And you know, it's funny. ER is actually something that I I did see, Um, at least part of it, like 97, 98. So I think I started watching it a little bit the year after she was actually in the show. So did you guys watch ER or remember this character?
0: I watched it until George Clooney left. And then I was, <laughs> 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 and we all know why. <laughs> Yeah, so I couldn't believe how long that uh, TV show went on, but so I don't know that I would remember her in that, but, yeah, I watched ER.
2: Yeah, you know, like I watched it in 97, 98 um, when I was in in college and we were watching it together, and I just kind of lost track. I had no idea it was on for, like, I don't know, 15 years or something crazy like that. No,
0: (laughs) crazy.
2: I lost track of it long, long before that, but, okay, well, she played a character on, on ER before I ended up seeing it.
3: The only thing I remember about ER is that episode where they find a bazooka or something like that or a rocket and they shoot it through the through the door and blow up that uh, ambulance.
2: That's all I remember about ER. <laughs> wow. Okay, so <laughs> that, that well, episode. I, I think we've established to get Richard's attention you need something to <laughs> blow up or be it was fired the, or
3: But it was the fu- it, it was crazy cuz I turned it on to ER just out of the blue and that in <laughs> that scene happened. I'm like
2: whoa wait a minute i gotta watch this
0: (laughs) (laughs) what have i been missing
2: right (laughs) yeah i i I think i would have remembered that if that happened while i was watching it but
3: (laughs) yeah i I don't know that episode i guess i could look it up but no i don't i don't that's all i remember she was on
2: for more than she's on for six episodes okay looks like yeah well just just right before i was watching all right. So what we also have is uh, the voice of young Anastasia in 1997's Anastasia. Have and I just
0: this? watched this movie last week and I enjoy the movie. The animation is not good, but the movie is really good and she hmm. does great. I, I remember because, you know, I had done the research for this and so... I heard young Anastasia. I was like, Oh, that's Kirsten Dunst. that's Hedril. So
2: You know what? Good. I don't realize it, but i I'm looking at an image. I may have actually seen this one.
0: It's yeah, about the Russian Princess.
2: The Russian princess, yeah. yeah.
0: hmm
3: Interesting. Okay, so she did some voice work on that. The album's really it, good. I absolutely love the music to this uh it to is. this movie. Yep. Yeah.
0: It's very good.
3: I don't own music. this one, but I mean I definitely Remember watching it several times with my sister when it came out. But like, um, yeah, like this, this. I mean, the 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 album is what is what uh, resonates the most about this uh, movie.
0: Yeah. So. It's on Netflix. That's where I watched it recently. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I'll
3: have to look into that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice. I'll show it to Emma. <laughs> so uh, the last one you have on the list, Amy, this is also from something that I've seen and it's not from 20 years ago. How about that? How about that? <laughs> I do. I do get out and see a few movies here and there. All right. So she was Vivian Mitchell in 2016's Hidden Figures, which I loved. I thought that was a, an amazing movie. And I'm trying to think now, like who was Vivian Mitchell in that? Movie. She was the that white
3: um, ma- manager. Um, that oh, was she was
2: going against what's her name? I can't remember her name. Oh, she was the. Ma- you know what? I lo- I didn't the, even realize that was Kirsten Dunst. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the one over all the secretaries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, of course Oh my white. goodness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the there you mind? Go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think wow. she was born that way, Richard. Anyway. I, I would hope so. <laughs> um, but no, no, I mean it, it, it helps for context within the movie. But no, I I love that movie. I mean, if listeners haven't seen that, hopefully a lot of them have. That was just a really amazing movie about um, you know the the history of. Of African American women that helped with the space program in the '60s. It's it's a really excellent movie, and you know what? I wasn't even thinking, like that 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 was Kirsten Dunst playing that role. Wow! But that was really good. So, have you? Yeah, you've, it's you've an seen important it? you
0: know? important movie that shows, yeah, just the contributions that women make. So, it's good.
2: Yeah, definitely. Oh my goodness! So there's like three things, including the TNG role that I've seen on that list.
0: Yay it for Can't get Kirsten. any better than
2: that. <laughs> All right, so that's Kirsten Dunst. Nice.
0: All right, Richard, you want to do this next one?
3: Um, I most certainly can. Uh, okay. Okay. So the next one we have on our list is Terry O'Quinn as Admiral Eric Pressman uh, from season seven, episode twelve, "The Pegasus."
1: Yay!
3: Uh, basically, yep. this episode uh, deals with uh, it's a it's basically a Riker uh, episode, and um. It deals with um, technology that's banned. Um, is it Kittimer? Um, uh, it wasn't a Kittimer no, accord, was it was it?
2: So the, well, this was a <clears throat> like a, a ship that had a cloaking device, which was against the... It was in accord with the Romulans. Right. The treaty... Oh, my God. I can't believe I can't remember it. It was a treaty with the Romulans. <laughs> there but we go. But it was
0: more than a cloaking device. Well, yeah. It was a, it was a cloaking Yeah, device.
2: phasing yes. cloaking device. But basically, yeah. <laughs> which was which was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. I I loved seeing the, the Enterprise actually like do a phased cloak through I think it's an asteroid that they're in. But right. it's a really great episode and the the admiral that he plays, Eric Pressman, that's it it's just really great to to see something from Riker's background and he does a, a great job in the role. So um Oh yeah, I'm the one that's uh, leading this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot for a second
3: there. So he also played as another admiral, uh, Admiral Thomas Boone, um, in Jag from 1995 until 2002 for 10 episodes. I watched the first few seasons, not not the later seasons, but uh, I know I know Jag. So yeah, <laughs> oh.
0: I do not know Jag. I heard it was really good, and I like those type of movies. I watch NCIS and stuff, but I never got around to JAG.
2: Yeah. yeah. I have I have not seen it, but isn't kind of what you see in like Measure of a Man, like their JAG core in Starfleet? It's kind of like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: In a sense, yeah. In a yeah. way, yeah. Yeah. But I have not seen it. Oh, and I had a chance to look up the treaty. It's the Treaty of Algeron. There we go. That's the Romulan <sighs> Treaty. <laughs> There we go.
3: There we go. Awesome. (laughs) And um, the next one we have is he played as FBI Assistant Director Kendall from 2002 to 2004, under, uh, as, uh, I'm sorry, under. Why am I saying under? I'm seeing alias. (laughs) But thinking that I'm going to say a name with it. (laughs) But like um, in alias for 18 episodes. I've never seen alias. Um, Have you guys seen alias? Would it surprise you to say I have not? (laughs) No. I I heard it's a good TV show, but then again, it only looks... I don't know
2: how long it lasted, so... I'm assuming it is. I hope so. I hope so. It was on for like six seasons, it looks like. Is it? Five seasons, okay. But no, I didn't see it.
3: No. Neither did I. So, okay. So, he also played as General Nicholas Alexander from 2003 to 2004 in The West Wing another show I've never yes. seen before. Have you oh, seen really? it?
2: No, I've, I mean, come on. Of course I haven't. But because <laughs> I haven't seen any of the other high profile things we've talked about. But I've heard pe- a lot of people talk about it at the time. But I have never seen it. Have you, Amy?
0: Yes. Okay. The West Wing is really, really good. In fact, I've been thinking about going and doing a rewatch of it. I would love that political... And it's just relevant and it's so good and smart and the fast talkers and the I just love that kind of thing. And I don't remember him. I mean, it was only seven episodes and West Wing went on for many, many seasons. So um, but I definitely would highly recommend West Wing. Hmm.
2: It looks like uh, Terry O'Quinn got cast in a lot of like authority figure roles. Two admirals, exactly. FBI yeah. assistant director, general. Like he, he must have that, that kind of. It's
0: got that air weight to about him. him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Nice.
3: <laughs> so the next one we have is he was John Locke from 2004 to 2010 and uh, for 117 episodes, which I don't understand. Um, under Lost. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't. I was not a fan of Lost at all. So were you guys
0: most people probably recognize him for because when i you know hear terry o'quinn they're like oh he was Locke on lost and i myself have not seen it my mother really enjoyed lost and i just i never picked it up
2: you know it's it's a funny thing i heard so much about lost during its run but i'd never watched it and sometimes i make a point like if it's something that everybody's talking about or that's really popular I'll just avoid it because I don't want to watch what everybody else is maybe that's weird but I never saw it <laughs> you got lost. You got lost out there yeah. yeah I mean and sometimes like I'll read about the premise and like I said before for the most part besides Star Trek I'm I'm into to comedies more than mm-hmm. than dramas so it has to be a really compelling drama that isn't just about like you know murder intrigue but that's Tough. I heard but, it was well, really... I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go,
0: well, I think this was one of the shows that sort of changed or was in that where you're changing the formula of what an episode looks like and the long, huge arcs and telling just a little bit of the story, a little bit here. And so it was so um, like kept you hanging week after week after week that you never got any answers. And I think that was one of the things that steered me away from it. Cause mm. I like episodic mm. TV yeah. and this was definitely not, I think I saw one episode or maybe I think I saw two cause my mother was so into it mm. and I was like, the story isn't going anywhere. I got really frustrated and just dropped it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that the, from what I've heard, at least that lost is one of those things that that really kind of uh, ramped up people's interest in serialized TV and doing things week after week but it wasn't kind of the first to to do that yeah but, no
0: I think it just yeah but it, but, it,
2: but I remember like it was such a huge thing and people were talking about what's gonna happen next and all this stuff but
3: isn't maybe maybe the listeners can correct me or not but um isn't lost where JJ Abrams also um, really mm-hmm. got his stardom like into TV and every, and and
2: whatnot, and then obviously eventually got to you know beyond. Well, Mike 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 Schindler wouldn't be able to tell us for sure, but I yeah I think it is one of those things that was one of the first important kind of prominent things that he did because he was actually a, like a co creator of the of the show. So. Yeah, because
3: I, I, every time I hear Lost, I always hear JJ Abrams mm-hmm. constantly about Lost, and I'm like okay.
2: All right, it's lost. I think he was a big he was a big force behind it, and it might have been one of the reasons why they wanted him to, you know, helm the Star Trek Kelvin movies.
3: Right, right, yeah. Okay, good point. Yeah, here we go. TOS, we're backing you up. (laughs) The last one we have on his list, and that he played as Joe White on Hawaii Five O for fourteen episodes.
2: Have you guys seen Hawaii Five O? Not not the not the original but the new one. The new one? Yeah,
0: the T V mm-hmm. one. Okay.
2: Nope. You know, because I saw I saw the original, it's kind of interesting. I've seen a few episodes, but not I wasn't interested enough that I was like, Oh my goodness, they're remaking Hawaii five O. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of those that's like, Oh, they're remaking another eighties show. Do I really have to? Nope, I don't have to, and I didn't.
3: They should have done what they did with Baywatch and they should have just made it into a movie.
0: Ugh. Oh, come on! You didn't like Baywatch? No! <laughs> oh. I didn't like the TV and no. I didn't see the movie.
2: No, not Baywatch. <laughs> Amy, Richard, Amy, wait, 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 you, you like Baywatch? Were there like explosions and conflict? I like that.
3: <laughs> so, I'm just glad that they didn't redo the TV series. I love that they did a movie and then that's it. And The Rock was friggin' awesome in it and, um, uh, what's his name Um, that's also in the movie, um, I can't remember his name anymore but anyway but um they they, they did a really good job I, I and you know i hope it stays there and that's it and uh but they i think they did a really good job you know very uh good nod to the original baywatch but like with for hawaii 5-0 sorry getting back to hawaii 5-0 <laughs> um, <laughs> um i just lost track what it was like oh yeah um so i it, you know i only watched the first season really wasn't really wasn't a compelling to, uh for me um to uh to watch it
2: after that so i don't know and it's it has been on for like uh 8 seasons now <laughs> Isn't that crazy yeah. which i don't un- yeah somebody's watching it i'm sure
0: <laughs>
2: yeah i'm sure <laughs> i'm
3: sure <laughs> so yeah
0: all right well that wraps up our uh tv shows and there were some actors who got their start on the movies and um justin why don't you start us off
2: okay so next we have uh, adam scott and he was in star trek first contact as a defiant con officer i think he's the one that says it's the enterprise as as they're appearing to, to confront the board cube um yes. I he doesn't have a huge role but I think it is one of the first things he did back in 1996 I not know if you guys want to comment on that it's like a short thing of him as the com o- con officer and a couple yeah, lines he was just one
0: of those extras yeah with a line and therefore a credit so but um, he did do some other things it's a
2: memorable line though because it kind of cues the Enterprise E coming up to confront the board cube which is cool but yeah that was his, his role um but then um, we have a, a couple other things that he went on to do later on. He played Derek in two thousand eight Step Brothers. Is that something you guys have seen?
0: No, it's one of those stupid comedies that I don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Just my opinion. Isn't that okay. Will?
3: Fer- isn't it the Will, Fer- uh, Will Ferrell movie? Yes. Yeah.
2: I, I mean, I stay like, away uh, from
0: Will Ferrell. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> what Completely. he's hilarious
2: he I, he's not always funny but i think he is funny in certain things i'm I'm probably in the middle between amy and richard richard probably thinks he's hilarious and everything
3: <laughs> no 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 not everything no no okay. no the, not everything because uh, i liked him um, in like um oh, what is it called um not animal house what is that other movie called that he's he's known for um I can't remember. Where he's basically in his underwear, basically half the uh, movie. But um <laughs> no, you yeah.
0: haven't seen it and I now I'm not going I've to. It. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> but it's a it's a hilarious movie. I mean it he's he's basically the drunk in the in the whole entire movie. But Okay, like,
0: there yeah. is one movie and that's the um Crazy Glue.
3: The Lego movie.
0: Lego movie. Yes. I liked that, but he's not the main character, so
3: well he plays basically almost everyone in that movie isn't he
0: that's his voice well I yeah his voice
3: yeah it. that's what i mean yeah yeah i mean kind of have so you kind of have to that clean that one up.
0: i do like <laughs> there i'll give him one
3: there you go there you go <laughs> but not all of his movies i like i mean it's not like um adam sandler with all all his slapstick movies and all that kind of stuff but yeah
2: yeah. All right. But back to Adam Scott. <laughs> so what What he's, I think, most well-known for is playing Ben Wyatt in 97 episodes of Parks and Recreation. Now, this is actually something where I did see an episode or two and I just wasn't into it. Have you guys seen it or like it? I've never seen Parks and Rec.
0: I haven't, but I hear so many people say really good things about it. And one of them is a brother of mine that I have and he Really enjoys it, and that sort of follows the same line of The Office, that type of humor comedy show.
3: Yeah, so that dry not... sort of like humor, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, did, I, I never got into, um, the, office not into well. the Office as well. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it,
2: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, I think, uh, for Parks and Rec, it's also that similar style, like that kind of uh, mockumentary style where it's like they're just kind of going around and showing you what it's, what it's really like. And I, that usually doesn't work too well for me, but, but anyway, he's, you know, 97 episodes. That's yeah, that's great. Yeah. There we go.
0: So this one I sort of snuck in on us, um, Brian singer. Now he actually is not known as being an actor, but he did play Kelly, the tactical officer on Nemesis 2002. This was his first acting. Um, however, he had been uh, producing and directing uh, other movies. So I sort of snuck him in because he did get his first acting here on Nemesis. And we all know I love Nemesis.
2: Yes, so, we but do. what
0: other things? <laughs>
2: tell me more. <laughs> so, tell me more.
0: <laughs> yes, I can. We have a few
2: hours. Why do you like? To... Oh, no, we already did that
0: before. <laughs> <laughs> so, but some of the things that he's done. Um, Again, like I said, uh he has very well known uh director of X-Men and director and executive executive producer on X-Men 2. He did uh directed Superman Returns. He was the director of Val- Valkyrie. Valkyrie?
3: Yep. Uh, the Valkyrie. Tom Cruise one uh, Valkyrie? Yep.
0: Valkyrie, okay. Mm-hmm. That's that Nazi one. Mm
3: -hmm. Yep. The attempted, uh, what was the assassination of uh, Adolf Hitler? Yep.
0: Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Um, Producer on X-Men Origins Wolverine and First Class. He was also executive producer on House, the TV series for 175 episodes. Did you guys watch House?
3: I, I did, yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love House. It's it's. Uh, my dad actually just bought the uh, the entire collection, um, that big cube. So we watch it here and there. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I I watched House. I think around near the last few, I sort of dropped off. I was getting done with it, but yeah, I watched it for quite a few of its seasons. Yeah, you should watch he, the last
3: few episodes. They they got really good. Obviously, they knew they're going to get canceled,
2: but yeah,
0: yeah, um,
3: but you looks- should watch it. It looks like
2: on IMDb, there was an episode where he played himself. Oh, did he? That's what oh. it, he's credited as as an actor. Nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway,
0: the, yeah, director and producer X Men, Days of Future Past, and Battle Creek. Thirteen episodes that TV show Battle Creek in 2015. Never heard of
3: it? <laughs> that sounds like a Civil War documentary.
0: No, or a TV show. I think it's a murder thing. I Is haven't it? seen it, but I remember hearing about it and then he was director and producer of x-men apocalypse so he's done i mean because i like x-men he's done so that means well that means he's it.
2: directed patrick stewart right oh yes. yeah okay. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, cool yeah it's another no, nice that's connection.
3: really cool yeah yeah that is cool yeah, I, I and I'm glad that because uh, we I actually just watched Superman Returns yesterday and I love that movie. So
0: yeah, that one's a good one too. No, I mean, no. this so glad that he got his uh, first acting gig on Nemesis.
3: There you go.
0: <laughs> so another Nemesis contributor here. Who wants it?
3: Is Tom Hardy. Okay. <laughs> so um, obviously we know him as. The, as Shinzon, obviously, and the younger clone of Picard, um, in Star Trek Nemesis 2002. Or it was in 2002. There you go. Yeah. Yes.
2: yes. And yeah. he
3: did a great job.
2: So let's go on he the next He did one. an I'm, amazing I'm <laughs> job.
0: I love Tom Hardy of this. I love Shinzon. No, he
2: does do a really good job. My problems are with other parts of it. But. so
0: good. And like on YouTube, there's like that where um, just sort of the pre before it's shot like a reading a mm-hmm. script reading on yeah. youtube where it's him and patrick stewart and they're doing the you know i'm the mirror and you can be the mirror too and i just it's so so good
3: i don't think i've seen that before I don't oh think I've seen that either.
0: it's really good
3: hmm.
0: i'll, I'll give you guys the link okay yeah, cool.
2: although right I do, it, it does make me think of um, when when you guys uh, were doing that thing with with Lee about the uh, the theatrical trailers, and they had one for Nemesis where they um, where they morphed Tom Hardy into like Patrick Stewart, which looked kind of cool. It, it actually convinced me more that that works. Yes. <laughs> um,
3: nice. Right on. But
2: but yeah, that's where you got to start. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay,
3: so we have and he we didn't see him for quite a while, uh 2010. Um he was a uh, is it Ames? Ames? Ames Eames I think Ames. It's like James without the J <laughs> but like with an E. Uh so it's Ames in Inception. I've never seen Inception, have you?
0: I've is heard this people a- refer to it. Yeah. Is this Tom Cruise?
2: Um I'm looking no, this at, is at Tom Leonardo Hardy. DiCaprio.
0: No, I know, but <laughs> I'll just oh, I'll, yeah. I'll give it you
3: <laughs> Okay. So why did you tell us uh Amy? Since you just yeah, figured so, it out. So <laughs>
0: yeah, Leonard DiCaprio. And is this the one where they're um he's stealing okay, it says a thief who steals corporate secrets through use of dream sharing technology is given. The inverse task of planting an idea into the mind of the CEO.
2: Yeah, I heard a lot of people talk about it. I think even on Trek FM podcast, people talk about Inception level stuff, or that something reminds of of Inception. So I think it's gotten into the consciousness, but I've never seen it. No, neither have I. Uh oh. If I've, I heard hit, about yeah, it, I've I seen remember. it, but
0: I think I only—well, I mean, I only saw it once. So. Huh. Yes, it's a good one. Okay. Well, I guess
2: you've got to see it again to to see. What you think of Tom Hardy in it?
3: And everything yes. will become clear with all the t- podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so, because we'll be on the same page. <laughs> okay, so we have next is uh, Ricky Tar um, in Tigger Taylor's Soldier Spy, and that was released in 2011. Another movie I've never seen before. I don't know. I what it I is saw about.
0: it once, and I really couldn't tell you much about it. But I've heard good things about it.
2: Have you? Um, Yeah, I I haven't seen it. I mean, I know it's about espionage and it's based on a John le Carré novel. I mean, there are things that I've like read about or heard about, but I've never seen. So, haven't seen it.
1: Okay.
3: (laughs) All right. Well, maybe we'll have to go take it check it out. All right. So next one we have is um, he played as Tuck um, in This Means War, and that was also released in twenty twelve or that was released in twenty (laughs) twelve.
0: Yes. Have you guys seen this one? No. Of course I, I have okay. Tell us about it. So <laughs> I know this one. So Tom Hardy is playing with Chris Pine oh, and yeah? Reese Witherspoon. And so to see the two Chris Pine and Tom Hardy together, it just so made my heart happy. And so this is the one with Reese Witherspoon yes. right and they're friends and they're trying to win her affection to see who she chooses. And so they're sort of competing for her affection.
3: Yep, I remember it's seeing this now. It's a cute,
0: light-hearted, yep. fun, romantic comedy. Yep. Yeah. It's I, a good one. Yeah,
3: I think I've seen Jennifer uh, watch this movie, and I think I've, you know, bits and pieces of it. But, I mean, I, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool.
0: I mean, it's just, it's totally light-hearted. I, it, it got overlooked. I, I remember seeing it uh, advertised for the movies, and I, I don't think it stayed very long. But, yeah, it's it's cute. Hmm.
3: This means war. There you go. A love story.
0: Yeah, but it's with Chris Pine too. So, oh, okay. oh,
3: it's a double. It's Another double Star way. Trek connection. Go. Yep. <laughs> there we go. Just including you again, Tos. <laughs> <laughs> don't sue us. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so then he also played, and I had no idea. He must have gotten ripped for this because he played Bane um, in the Dark Knight Rises, and I don't. I. I don't think you can't recognize him uh, with the mask on, but like I don't, I've uh, he must have just gotten really ripped for that because he, I mean, well, Bane was an an uh, steroid user, so <laughs> in the movies or in the comic book, sorry.
0: Well, it was <laughs> ten years after Nemesis, so definitely, you know, yeah, bulking up and you know working out. Then again, it
3: could be CGI too. I don't know. Yeah.
0: But I like Dark Knight Rises and. Uh, When I found out that Bane was Tom Hardy, I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I didn't recognize him from the get-go, but I like Dark Knight Rises, and he does a great job as Bane."
2: All right, it won't surprise you to say, for me to say, the last time I have not seen it.
1: Oh, just
3: let's just see Dark Knight
2: Rises. It's really you know what? Actually, I think the last Batman movie I saw was the one in 1989. Honestly, (laughs) so the original. yeah because I remember I was a kid, and I was excited about that, and I saw it, and I was like oh this is this is good, and I just didn't bother with any of the rest uh, I, I
3: will say this that that is by far the best one out of all of them, or at least in my opinion that's the best one ever. who's of gonna all fight with them. you about that one you uh, you bring it on up, let's go <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: so uh yeah definitely uh but i mean the the dark Knight movie the series or trilogy is actually really 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 good. I would say it's probably on par. Uh, with um, with the first one.
0: Yeah, it's my favorite Batman series. Those Nolan ones, right?
3: You mean you didn't like George Clooney or uh, Val Kimmer or, or anything like that?
0: No. Because
3: <laughs> no one no. could beat Michael Keaton.
0: No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, good series, good series. So um, the next one is Max Rockin' and
0: Rakotansky.
3: Rakotansky. There we go. In Mad Max uh, Fury Road, and that was also that was also that was released in 2015. I've never seen Mad Max uh, Fury Road. I've seen the first one, but not this one. So,
0: why did you not see the second one?
3: Um, Is there a ban on that too? <laughs> 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 no, it was a trade embargo. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I. I just it didn't appeal to me um, uh, from all the trailers and everything I think I might have seen it like bits and pieces of it but I have never actually seen sat down and seen the whole entire movie so yeah, yeah I
0: did not see Mad Max or Fury Road so it didn't seem to interest me when I saw the previews so yeah and I'm assuming Justin you haven't seen this movie
2: that would be correct next (laughs) pretty safe assumption going
0: on if it's after
2: 1997 it's a pretty safe assumption with just like with that one exception for hidden figures but yeah (laughs) there we go i'm glad you guys have seen some of these because otherwise it would be really boring if it was just me saying i haven't seen it i haven't seen it (laughs) yeah yeah that would be boring
3: uh inception nope uh no (laughs) no i don't even know what that
2: means (laughs) so some of these i haven't heard of a lot of them you know what i have heard of i've just ignored Hmm.
3: There's yeah, something wrong with that. Yeah. So the next one we have is Reggie Slatt or or Ron and, and Ron Cray. Is that is is that is part of his name?
0: Yeah, he like his name more from Reggie into Ron, apparently. Sort of like a. So Reggie Cray.
3: Got it. Or, or Ron Cray. Are they yeah. twins? Is that is that basically the premise of it? Yeah. I, I mean, don't
0: know. I haven't seen the movie.
3: Oh, there we go. <laughs> well, neither have I. That was Legend. So if you didn't, didn't know by the name, um, I've never seen Legend myself either. I don't even... Re- I, you know, I, I'm looking at the poster and I've never seen the actual... Yeah, it is the Cray twins. So he plays us both. There we go. Heh <laughs> <laughs> heh. Um, but I'm looking at the poster. I don't think I've ever seen it before. Or Identical twin remember.
2: gangsters. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I think I wanted to see this. Gruesome okay, I'm to definitely gonna have to
2: prison for this Life one. in
3: nineteen sixty nine. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Okay. Oh. Okay, maybe I have seen it. <laughs> but I don't remember, obviously. No, okay. So reading it, yeah. The identical twin gangsters, Ronald and Reggie Cray, terrorized London during the nineteen sixties. Okay, yeah, I do remember. It's um pretty um good it's a gangster movie so violent and they do some bad things
3: but then on my list to watch (laughs) okay no just kidding (laughs) anyway so
0: oh good i have seen one okay good
3: (laughs) okay um he also played as john fitzgerald uh in the revenant in 2015 did you
0: not see this i thought for sure you would have richard your... this is the gory battle which battle was it
2: it says it's about fur trading in the 1820s yeah <laughs> and there is some battle Bur- with the oh! bear. no i've never seen it i actually wa- it's
0: like the cold that's the, winter that's
3: and- the um um uh DiCaprio movie, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Yes. I've seen parts of that movie, and I think I, I think the part that I saw was he was beating someone up pretty badly, and that actually turned me off to the movie. And it wasn't like mm. it wasn't like mm. be- it was like fist beating and everything, and it it just it, it got that's to just me. Really i like, nope, uh, nope, that nope, that's not me. <laughs> I don't like I don't like those kind of movies where someone's. Mm being beaten down like a, like a victim or, or, you know, Mm. they're helpless, not victim. They're helpless and they can't fight, fight against that person. So, okay.
2: You like seeing a fair fight.
0: So,
3: there you go. (laughs) Yep.
0: If anyone who knows me, um, knows that I'm cold all the time and the, trailer and the previews for this movie it was like all about winter and cold and icicles on their beards and i'm sorry i'm just being honest but i was like i don't want to see, see it? yes i didn't want to see a movie because it made me too cold
2: Brrr.
0: i just it didn't interest me at all so those of you who do know me you could have taken a blanket or something
2: like that right are you gonna tell us what this cold inducing movie was
0: Legend or the Revenant,
2: yeah, oh. the Revenant, yeah. Oh, does yeah. It, Though the Revenant is the one that has the cold, right? Okay, I thought we were going yeah. on the next one.
3: No, 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 That no, no, the Revenant, um, d- yeah, definitely a lot of their trailers, yeah,
2: dealt with a lot of cold, yeah, <laughs> look yes. looked like a very cold movie, <laughs> like Fargo level cold,
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you, yeah, look yeah. at the pictures, it's like a cold, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, okay,
3: no, mm mm <laughs> So the next one we have, and I am sad to say, I've not seen this one. Uh, far, 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 yeah. Farrier, farrier, far farrier, farrier. There we go. Yeah, yeah, farrier, works. farrier. Maybe because
0: I'm thinking it's you know yeah. over there across the pond
3: maybe i don't know um, but he um he played also in dunkirk uh, in 2017 i really want to see this movie i really do but i have not I know, had the time i know me
0: too i've heard so many good things about it as and even from uh hosts you know on the network i think primitive culture talked about it and it's something that i definitely want to see and it's an important movie to see based on
2: you know, real events and hey, you know, I, I World War II. <clears throat> I haven't seen it, but I do know that Dunkirk was one of the most important things that happened in the 20th century, probably because if they hadn't evacuated all those those troops from the European continent before Hitler's army, the World War II could have gone up very differently. So I think it looks at a really pivotal moment, but I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. Sorry for that. So you, uh, yeah.
0: Tom Hardy's been... Uh, it's been busy yeah
3: lately oh yeah (laughs) yeah
1: definitely so
0: so uh looking back through seasons five to seven in the movies uh justin what are your final thoughts have some movies added to your must see list now
2: I don't know if they have, but I was proud that I'd seen more than, like, one or two things. So. <laughs> and for Kirsten Dunst, like, two things. No, but, I mean, it's it's really interesting to look at lists like these and to talk about them. Because I think we even talked about this list longer than we did the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, because there there are, like, a lot of interesting like different movies and series and things to talk about. And for me, not having seen a lot of these, I'm just like, Oh, tell me about it. What's, what's this about? So, but again, I mean, I think we're seeing, you know, the next generation, you know, helped, um, you know, actors with some roles that, that got them started and they ended up doing a lot of things, you know, right down to the present day, you know, uh, decades or years later. So it's, it's been great actually to really look at these lists. I, w- I was honestly kind of, um, dreading this one a little bit because i was gonna have to say i haven't seen that i haven't seen that but there were a couple i did see so um yeah i think it was a a good discussion it was interesting to look at
1: yeah
3: very much so yeah i actually uh enjoyed uh doing these two parties because you know you know of course we talk about star trek and everything but i like that we're talking about the uh, these other shows that we uh, may have uh may have seen or you know might have seen or something like that and it's great discussion so i really like i really do like like us talking about um all these other shows as well that these, um, actors have definitely started on D So yeah, it's, um, uh, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm glad we did. Yeah.
0: It. it was, you know, splitting up into two parts. Cause we definitely could not have done all of this in one episode. And yeah, definitely these later seasons. Um, I, we got to see more famous people, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, cause you yeah. know, looking over last, last week's episode, like We didn't really, outside of maybe Terry Hatcher, Mm -hmm. you know, they just, they weren't really big stars. And it seems like we're talking some serious big stars, you know, here with the second part, you know. And so it's very interesting to see, um, see that take place in the later seasons of Next Gen and how these people are getting their starts. And I think people... Recognized and is like, oh yeah, I'll do this guest spot on Next Gen and you know, just catapults them into, you know, famous, being famous. So it's pretty cool, it's pretty cool. Well, it's been fun talking about actors who got their start on TNG today, but that isn't the only thing we've been talking about here on the network. Here's what you might've missed elsewhere on Trek FM.
2: Previously on Trek.fm, the 602 Club. I know, I, I went all in. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, if, I, if it came up short, I think there was going to be a lot of screen caps with a lot of people. I think even on podcasts, <laughs> I've been throwing
1: it all out. Oh, this
2: is going to be one of the best. Trust me on this one. Yeah, Thor 2, ignore that. This one will be the, the bee's knees, as it were. So yeah, there was a lot of pressure, right? I don't think just on Marvel and Taiki Watiti, uh, but on me myself with my, uh, my audacious claims. The Edge, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. And
3: with the final argument that he has with Burnham at the end of the episode, right, everywhere that Burnham is, she's taking away from him, and that's how he feels, right? It, we, we as the audience see it differently, but according to Saru, Burnham is always taking, 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 and destroying Saru's life by taking all this stuff.
2: Meta Treks. But it was 1977 that Kunzel went off and started recording with the Cincinnati Pops. And basically, the Cincinnati Pops and Eric Kunzel saved the Telarc record label back in the 80s when they recorded the 1812 Overture. And that was such a huge record, and classical records weren't doing so
0: well back in the early 80s. Standard Orbit. I wonder how they combined the matter of the two of them. Is there a setting where it's says, like, combined
3: or not combined? <laughs> You know, obviously, like it's a- <laughs> obviously. It's that little blinking blue button that's kind of shaped like a warp skittle on the right side that does
2: that. Oh, okay, God. I'll, I'll look for that in those close ups of Not James Dewan's hands next time I watch the episode. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. Check out all these shows and join the conversation about your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts. If you're an Apple user, be sure to hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts on iPhone, iPad, or Apple TV, or the desktop iTunes app to get the latest episodes as soon as they are published. And please leave us a star rating and written review.
3: If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Google Play. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. You can find our shows on Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, in most 30 par- uh, third-party apps. And you can stream and download the MP3 file from our website or grab the RSS link.
2: We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show, and there are many ways for you to do that. The best place to join in the larger conversation is the Babel Conference, our listeners' group on Facebook. Just type Babel, B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook, and it should come right up.
3: If you'd like to send us an email, you can use the form on our website at trekfm.trek.fm/contact. Choose to send to a show and select Earl Grey. That will come straight to us. You can also find the network at Twitter or I'm sorry on Twitter at Trek FM and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Trek FM.
0: So Justin, where can people talk to you and let you know you need to see a few more movies?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Actually, if you want to talk to me about Star Trek, you can find me on Twitter, I'm at TrekFan4747, where I talk about nothing but Star Trek because there's so much else that I have not seen that I prefer to focus on the things I have seen. And I'm currently tweeting out my season four rewatch of the next generation. Uh you can also find me hanging around the Babel Conference on Facebook. So Richard, where can people find you when you're not watching explosions and gunfire? <laughs> yeah. Well, right now I'm actually starting on Battlestar Galactica. And uh the new one, not the not
3: the well, I've seen the old one. And I absolutely love it. <laughs> so yeah, so more explosions and gunfire, so we're good. <laughs> um so yeah, you guys can find me also on Facebook. I pop in here and there on the Babel Conference. And um, I'm also on Twitter, my handle's X Ransom, and like I said, I am well, I've actually Dropped off the wagon on Twitter right this second, but I'll be back on it. <laughs> but um, I've been tweeting about uh, Battlestar Galactica, the new Battlestar Galactica. So if you want to listen to my thoughts, then yeah, come on. But down. Richard,
2: are you just saying you aren't you aren't uh, putting any tweets out there, or does anything? Oh, well, happen to your I, account I've been again? I've been
3: concentrating on watching them versus tweeting. Okay, <laughs> okay. So because like I I I think I think the last tweet was on uh, season one episode nine. And now I'm on season two, episode six. So I probably mm-hmm. should go back and So that. I
0: was wondering what those tweets were, because I just have no idea. So now that makes sense.
3: Yeah, I've Got been it. watching Battlestar, so yeah. I didn't think I was going to like it, and I can't stop watching it now. You haven't seen it before? <laughs> cool. No, I've never seen the new one before. No, this is the first. So I tried really and, cool. And I failed.
2: <laughs> Did you? You didn't like it? I didn't. Well, this is probably a topic for a different conversation, but but yeah, I you know I I heard a lot about it. I tried it, and I've tried a couple of times, and I get maybe like fifteen or twenty minutes in, and I'm just like, I'd rather be watching Star Trek right now. But that's just my personal opinion.
3: <laughs> it's 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 rough few um, uh, first episodes, but it's it's really it, I mean, obviously, it lays the gra- uh, the foundation of it. So it, I think it's really good. Yeah. So I have to tell me which one to skip to after the first few episodes. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> So, Amy, where can everyone find you on the network or uh, find you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you can find me on the network. I'm host of The Edge. That's our uh, podcast dedicated to the new Star Trek Discovery and having a really fun time with that. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Miss Amy Nelson, but my favorite place is on the Babel Conference.
2: If you'd like to help us keep all our shows coming to you each week, you can become a patron of the network on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com/TrekFM. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com/TrekFM to get all the details. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, producer credits, and more. Available through our special patrons' website, the Patron Zone. It requires a great deal of money to produce, host, and distribute these shows each month. We really appreciate any support you can give us, and hope you'll join the team. Again, you'll find all the details at Patreon.com/TrekFM.
0: And we'd like to take this time to thank our associate producers, Norman C. Lau, Justin Ozer, and Michael Huter. Thank you so much for supporting Trek FM and Earl Grey. Well, thank you for listening, and we hope that you join us next time for another cup of Earl Grey.
2: Things are only impossible until they're not.
3: Tell me more, tell me more.
0: Great joy and gratitude.